It's the Rebel Yell Podcast. It's the Trib Live High School Sports Network. We are saluting our WPIL Girls Basketball Team of the Week. We could have done this four weeks ago. We could have done it two weeks ago. We could probably do it two weeks from now. Uh, that's how good the Lincoln Park Leopards have been, and their head coach, Ryan Caxer, kind enough to join us. Ryan, congratulations on the uh, success that the Leopards have had undefeated at this point, 17-0. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us out there. Uh, and uh, As you said, your girls, yes, they're having a great season. Um, like you said, it could have been a couple weeks ago. It could have been the start of the year. It could have been, yeah. you know, hopefully a couple weeks from now, too. We're still <laughs> sitting in the same place. But um, definitely a special year for these girls this year. Um, they're, You know, it's been a great journey so far. 3-0 and this past week, but one monster game that really sticks out that is part of the reason why you guys are here, we'll talk about. I want to talk about um, the building of this program. Obviously, um, what what Coach Bariski's done with the boys' side of things, first as an assistant coach and uh, over the last decade as the head coach, um, really since day one, they have been a major player in WPIL boys basketball, um, wasn't that success, um, that, that kind of story written for the girls basketball program? Um, you know, it was a struggle, especially playing up in 5A. Uh, you took over six years ago, um, 7 and 15 that first year, but all winning seasons since, even though the winning seasons haven't parlayed into playoff games, you've had two of them. But just talk about where this program was when when you guys took over and 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 just what it took to to build it to where it is now. Yeah, well, what I tell everybody, I mean, the girls' side of things, we we definitely have a uh, different dynamic for sure. Um, the school at a five to one girl to boy ratio. Um, you know, if going right into the battlefield when this program started, having to drop it up into five A, five A, six A basketball. It's a whole different way of basketball. It's a whole yeah. different style of basketball. Um, and it's tough when you're starting a program to be thrown into that kind of mix right away. Um, you've got girls that from all the different places, but, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, it's charter school and, oh, this is great. Da, da, da. Well, I can promise you ma majority of those girls are not coming for basketball. You know, the dance <laughs> and theater program is a uh, rock right. and roll program there. Um, and it, it's tough, you know, on the boys' side, not taking away from anything where they've been and wherever, but they get to start basically single-way basketball right. and work their way all the way up to where they're at now. Um, the girls were thrown basically right into the fire. Um, I think the first year before I even came or the year before, they're in the Blackhawk section, and that's always been a powerhouse Parkway conference that way. Um, and then we moved right into 5A where, you know, I was starting my first year playing against South Fayette, and they got 38 girls on the bench, and I got eight. So, um, you know, get thrown in the mix that way has not been easy, but it's been a journey. It's been, but every year we keep getting better and better. Um, this year, obviously that success and that hard work is definitely paying off for sure. Yeah. 5A in general, I think really since the, the, the state moved from four classes to six classes in football, in boys and girls basketball, uh, even in baseball and softball, 5A seems to be the most competitive um, classification. Um, and, and, and it's, it's been a slow build. I mentioned seven wins your first season, the following season, a winning campaign, 13 and nine, two years later, 2021, um, 
15 and 8. Now, that was the open uh, tournament that WPI had because coming off uh, of COVID. So you guys got your first taste of playoff basketball, lost to Plum. Uh, another winning season in 2022. And then last year, fantastic campaign, um, 18 and four. Um, you were shorthanded come the playoffs and you guys lost to Mars in, 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 in round one. The, the, the big turnaround last year had to really, um, again, be special for you guys, even though it didn't carry over into the postseason. Uh, that's a big step um, going, uh, finishing 18 and four in, in any season and qualif- earning your way into the postseason uh, was a big step for this program. Yeah, making the step for sure. I mean, and that's always what our goal was from the beginning of the year. I, I, we set goals at the beginning of the year, like every team does, you know, win a basketball game, win a section game, you know, and now those goals have changed for us every year now. Now it's, you know, now that you've had that taste of the playoffs, it's get back to the playoffs. Now this year, you know, hopefully we can continue in this journey. Maybe we battle for a section title this year and keep moving in that direction. So goals keep changing each year. Um, I've learned starting a program, even from my years at Stowe Rocks to now here that, you know, you got to start small and you got to move your way up that way. Um, and like you said, playing in 5A basketball night in and night out, it's a battle. Um, last night, you know, we're going against a, you know, West Allegheny basketball team that has not won a section game right now, but I can promise you one part of the game yesterday, you know, it's a 10 point game, you know, and they're battling and every night it, it doesn't matter in 5A basketball, you got to bring it. So um, the girls have bought into the program. Uh, it's been nice that we haven't had a overturn of girls. We've had girls committed um, on this roster alone. I've had girls that have been there three um, and a couple of girls that have been there actually six years so far, starting back in the middle school program. So it's nice to see that commitment. And that's what helps get to program where it is now. You guys have uh, earned your keep. Uh, some impressive non-section victories along the way. You guys aren't racking up uh, these numbers against the little sisters of the poor. That's for sure. Um, and it makes really this number even more impressive. Offensively, averaging 67 points per game. Defensively, allowing only 39 points per game. A lot of one-sided victories, but really uh, impressive, again, against the schedule that you guys have been playing. Yeah, and so, again, we go back to when you start a program, you're trying to build up you take on some of those kind of games, maybe lower classification teams, teams that are in the same process as you. So you get a little bit more competitive. Those girls get a little taste of, you know, what it is to be successful just playing competitive games. I knew going into this year that we were returning all these seniors, um, that we had an opportunity to be a pretty good basketball team. So I wanted to challenge them. And I told them, I said, I'm going to give you an upper echelon schedule. We're going to play teams in all classifications, the teams that were either in state championships, one whoop championships last year, um, we're going to be in showcase games. The crazy part this year already, and it's so, you know, we're, we're down to five basketball games left. We've only played two home games. Um, so that's what's a, a stat that's crazy. That it's hard to believe. But when you I tell them when you get to a certain level, you get asked to play in these showcase games. You get asked to play in these tournaments, right. you know, and that's what we have been about. And so far, the success has been there. And these girls have taken that for sure. Hopefully not playing at home doesn't hurt. But um, we'll get we'll get a little taste Monday night, which will be good. The Road Warriors, um, five of those games right around the holiday time, mid to late December, were uh, were exciting road venues. You guys had a chance to go down to Tennessee 
and, and play in a tournament, uh, the Rocky Top uh, uh, Sports World Tournament, uh, four games there. And then when you come back, your first game back home is at PPG Paints Arena. So that had to be an exciting time for all involved. Well, it was a grind. We we ended up playing the Shanick, I think, right after the tip-off tournament. That was on a Tuesday. Um, and then we didn't play again until not that Saturday. It was actually the following Saturday against Shadyside. We had a long gap off there, but I knew this stretch was coming. And then we played six games in 10 days. So plus adding a seven-hour trip down and a seven-hour trip back to Tennessee, playing the PPG Paints. Um, which was an amazing event. Uh, the venue was awesome. It's just, I mean, it was an NCAA tournament kind of feel. Uh, definitely the spotlight threw a little bit of the girls, but they, you know, they gathered as we went on for sure. But um, that was a heck of a stretch for them to play six games in 10 days. Um, it challenged us, but I think it helped us get to where we're at now for sure. First game of 2024, you go up against the defending, two-time defending WPL champions, South Fayette at third place. You guys come away with a 50 to 49 victory. How big was that program from a confidence standpoint and from a, uh, uh, a mission statement standpoint that, you know, Hey, you know, we're, we're not only competing, but we're beating uh, some of the elite. Well, where we are at right now, our point is our big word right now in the locker room is respect and proving people that we belong. Um, and I keep telling people, you know, I keep telling the girls every day, every day we're together, even in the locker rooms and um, before games and in practices that you need to keep earning that respect. You have not got yourself there. South Ed has done that back to back Whoopfield championships, you know, make it to the state finals last year. Uh, coach over there has done a great job with that program, and that continues to be a successful program. I told him, you want to make a statement? Here's your chance to make a statement. You go into South Ed a girl-boy doubleheader, and that place was packed. Um, and here's a chance to make a statement, you know, and let everybody know that, hey, Lincoln Park is here. This team is for real. We're not just not beating on non-section teams. We can compete in our section for once, and that was definitely a big statement for them. See the smile on their faces when we went in the locker room. It was like, wow, we really just did this. And, you know, girls that have been there for four years, um, you know, there's these tears in their eyes of excitement, tears in their eyes of all the above. It shows that, you know, this is what happens when you commit to something and good things do come about for sure. Man, that is tremendous. That's what scholastic sports all about. I mean, we uh, oftentimes read about the not so lovely things about Mm -hmm. scholastic sports, but really that's, that's awesome. Hard work, perseverance, uh, paying off twofold. Um, Again, want to talk about Trinity in a moment, but let's talk about the 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 the, uh, the two sandwich games, uh, the bread part of the sandwich. Monday night, non-section against Quaker Valley, and on Friday, uh, section victory over West Allegheny. You talked a little bit about that win over the Indians. Both impressive wins, 69-39 over West A, 71-37 over Quaker Valley. I guess what really impresses me is it's so easy to on Monday look ahead and on Friday to reflect back and and rest on your laurels. And it doesn't sound like this team did that. They they posted a couple impressive victories when there could have been a letdown either way. Well, one thing I tell everybody, and I know maybe some coaches agree, maybe some coaches don't. I have a group of girls that are game players. Um, practices sometimes can be rough. Practices sometimes could be, you know, we're not getting as much out as we want. So that's why I wasn't opposed to playing Monday. 
Um, we used that as a good preparation practice as well in, in a game mode, which was good. Um, sure. I can't simulate what Quaker Valley does defensively. I can't, you know, simulate with their uh, offensive force, what the big girl does in the middle and how she can play all over the place. And we can't simulate that in practice. So it was a good way for us. We were able to work on some things to prepare for Tuesday. Um, and to me, it was better than whatever I would get in practice. So I was not opposed to that Monday, you know, and it, I actually, to be honest, I mean, you know, and I told you every team in our section gives us a great game, um, you know, coming off Tuesday's, you know, emotional victory um, and then going to play Friday night last night, uh, where again, we're put into another girl boy doubleheader, you know, packing the stands and coming to see things, you know, mentally you think, okay, you know, where are they going to be at? South Fayette, we had that emotional win. We come and play Moon at home. We only end up beating them by two, you know, and I knew that was going to be a little bit tough. You know, we've never been in a situation like that. So I'm sure they're coming off that high a little bit. Um, we didn't have that last night. You know, we battled we, right out of the get-go. We jumped out early, you know, and continued to keep moving forward as the game went on. So it just shows to me, from the South Fayette win to the Trinity win, how much they have progressed, you know, mentally and where they're at at this point of the season. Ryan Caxer is the head coach of the Lincoln Park Leopards, uh, undefeated as we head into the stretch run, the final two weeks of the regular season. Big game Tuesday. <clears throat> I know, and I, I, I'm sure the who knows what the kids are thinking. They're teenagers. But um, from a coaching standpoint, you know, I coached, uh, baseball when my son was younger and, and all the way up through uh, uh, daily league, uh, daily news league, uh, older kids, older guys. Uh, um, and anytime there was a game, especially a bigger game, you know, the juices are flowing. Um, and, and if something happened in baseball, uh, a rain out, it was, it was disappointing. It was like, oh, so you guys are scheduled to play at Trinity last Tuesday. Um, some bad weather, first really taste of bad weather in, in southwestern Pennsylvania, wipes that game out. Um, did you get a sense from the kids what their reaction to? And what was your reaction? That had to be like a little little bit of a letdown at the moment. Well, you know, I told my my dad is actually my assistant, one of my assistant coaches, and I we went to practice on that Tuesday because we still ended up having practice. And I'm watching the girls at practice, and I was like, man, I wish we were playing tonight because the bounce that they had at practice, the excitement they looked, um, they were probably a buildup, right? Yeah, they were they were frustrated. Um, you know, where they were that excitement and all that, and it was like, well, it's taken away, and we have to wait a week you know, and, and that kind of thing. And it's like, okay, now me as a coach, I got to get their mindset back up. I right. knew I got a couple games before we even play them to get worked and we got to make sure we do that. Plus now we're in another long stretch of just practices. And I told you, we just have game players and not practice players. <laughs> so what do I do to simulate practice wise? What do I keep them fresh and get ready for what's to come about? Um, but yeah, definitely that Tuesday, there was definitely a letdown for sure in the gym. Um, and to see the bounce, it was like, wow, I wish we were definitely playing, to, you know, tonight. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Mother Nature spoke and, you know, we have to follow school policies and whatever, you know, direction these other schools and our school does. And yeah. that's where we were at. So it, it's a week later. The game was postponed. Uh, one of our feature games earlier this week, um, Trinity hosting uh, Lincoln Park. The Hillers have been a major player uh, the last few years, um, uh, having great success, uh, showdown for first place, both teams, perfect 
in section play. I think your team was in practice mode the first half. You guys uh, fall behind 37 to 23. What changed because you guys came out flying in the third quarter? Yeah, I mean, again, what I tell everybody is, one, this goes back to how we started this whole conversation where when you have girls that have never been in situations like this, um, and again, another place, they had teacher appreciation night, they had little dribblers, you know, we got our little small group of 20 people and they have their group of 600 people, <laughs> you know, packed into a gym. Trinity is always a tough place to play. They were prepared. They were ready for us. Um, you know, we came out on our one defense, you know, struggled in the beginning with it. They got really hot in the second quarter. I, I wasn't completely disappointed on our defense in the second quarter. Um, they just could not miss from the outside. Nine three-pointers in the first half. You know, that, that's tough for any team to come back from. Um, but I went in the locker room and I said, listen, girls, you know, first game of the season against Mars and the Moon tip-off tournament, we're down by 20 at halftime or maybe it was 16 at halftime. And I said the same conversation to him. I said, you guys are seniors. You're mature. You need to just go possession by possession and let's set little goals for ourselves. And our goal against Trinity was to cut the lead in half, get it down by seven going into fourth quarter. Uh, we actually had it down to four. Um, defensive side, we when these girls want to turn it on defensively, they turned it on and, and we really picked up our defense up. You know, I look back at, you know, they had the girl go off, um, the Morgan girl go off for seven threes in the first half or six threes in the first half. Um, but she made her six three with three minutes and 23 seconds to go. We were just talking about this at practice the other day in the second quarter. Um, and then at the end of overtime, she was still sitting at 19 points. She didn't score again. Um, Jayla Kassad, I say, tell people all the time, is probably one of the, if not the strongest in the whoopee, definitely in our section defender, just completely shut her down. I think that threw um, Trinity off a little bit as well because they were looking for her early and then didn't have that opportunity to look for her as it went on. But just across the board, I mean, defensively, we just picked up our intensity. We're transition team we don't want to play half court and in the first half we got stuck playing a little bit of half court once we picked up that intensity got in transition and definitely you know started moving in our direction for sure 14 points allowed in the second half uh trinity only uh, i think seven in the third seven in the fourth that is impressive against that hiller squad and you guys uh pick up the victory uh in overtime 61 60 it, it, I, I mentioned the South Fayette game. That was a one-point game. Um, you know, you guys have had so much success that, you know, again, a lot of games that aren't going down to the wire. Does that concern you as a coach? I mean, you, now you, you got another taste of it on Tuesday. But, you know, those – I talked to Joey David of Mount Lebanon. Um, they were in a dogfight last night in a victory over Baldwin. And he said, yeah, we beat them by 20 up at their place. He goes, I'm glad that this one was a nail biter because this is what you need for the postseason. So, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, that, that you would agree with that. Yeah, that's the conversation we have all the time is, you know, these games are not bad. You know, it's great that we're coming out with victories for sure, but these games will only make a stronger complex right. time and what it means to win in these late possessions. Um, that became a possession by possession game, you know, and for us as coaching staff, you know, working on a little offense defensive with girls and girls understanding their importance and what was needed from them. You know, sometimes when you're engaged by 25 or 30, you're up by, you don't get to work on some of those things and prepare them for what's to come, you know. We know come playoff time that, you know, that's not going to be that way. It's not going to be that easy. Um, so these preparations of games, being in these environments, I keep telling girls, you know, moving forward, you know, it's different. We used to be the 
going and chasing after people. Let's be on the front page of the newspaper by upsetting Char Valley, you know, or upsetting this team. Now everybody wants to knock us off. Now everybody yeah. wants to take us off the top there. So now it's different. So mentally, where are you at? Uh, mentally, can you handle that? And I, you know, again, I, I just had to chuckle after the Trinity game. It's like, you know, you get down by as we were down as by as many as 18 in the middle of the second quarter. And they just stayed with it, you know, and people laugh and they say, oh, you know, they want to jump on timeouts early. I used one timeout and the timeout was to save a ball going out of bounds in the first half, you know, and make a little switch on the defensive side. Still didn't use those rest of the timeouts till the end and actually brought a couple into overtime because this is where this maturity is with this group is. Right. This is where this team has grown. Um, and I don't feel like me calling a timeout is needed at times because of where they're at. You know, I like to see them work it out for sure. Well, there's a trust factor, right? I mean, 100%. you know, when it comes to, to you know, somebody thinks, well, boy, they're off to a 7 nothing lead called timeout. Well, if you if you're now if you see something you don't like, okay, yeah, then you you call timeout to get the message, or or make a change or whatever. But, um, you know, I've had coaches tell me that that you know they didn't call timeout in situations that seemed to warrant that because of that trust factor, and a lot of times it actually plays out. Yeah, I mean they're seniors again. We. We were, I used Moon a couple of weeks ago. You know, we were in a dog fight with Moon, you know, and do I call a timeout and say, girls, let's go? You know, you know where you need to be at or this. No, there, there are seven seniors that have been right. maturing over the years um, and they have grown. I, I tell everybody after that Trinity game, you know, last year at this time, maturity wise, you know, we're probably not able to recover from that situation. We're probably not able down like that to come back like that. But there was really no concern on my end of, you know, did I think and have that vision that it was going to end up with a buzzer beater at the end? No, of course not. But I knew that we were going to still play. I knew we were still going to find ways to get baskets and make this a game out of it. And that's just the pride that these girls have right now is, you know, they're not going to quit. Maddie, I, I don't want to butcher this. Is it, is it Saika? Psycho, yes. Okay, Maddie Psycho, senior. Uh, 39 points against the Hillers, including six threes. Just a, a magnificent performance, but she's been doing it all year. Yeah, I mean, her and Jayla have been our, they're, they're the top. You know, I, I joke with Coach B all the time with his Malik and Biba, and those are our Malik and Biba. Um, <laughs> you know, those are our lead on girls that we do when we need big baskets that way. But you know, the best thing about all these girls then, you know, Maddie included is she went, you know, and she points to all her other teammates, you know, and, and her moments of, listen, I don't get that shot off if Sincere doesn't make that nice pass to me, you know, or if Bella doesn't go down there and take that charge and then it leads to me coming down on a fast break this way. And, you know, that's the one thing with this group of girls is they're always giving that, you know, pat on the back to that teammate and realizing they can't be in this situation without each other right now. And that's what's helped involve this team and get them where they're at now for sure. Uh, before I let you go, um, uh, a mutual friend, Ed Troop. I know he's a coaching uh, opponent of yours when it comes to youth football in the Cannonsburg area. He's one of our uh, broadcasters. Uh, I'm sure you outschool him every time your team plays his team. But, um, uh, you know, he, he was telling me, uh, you know, he really has a lot of respect for you and feels that the way you approach things, even uh, when you're dealing with youngsters, is the way you ought to do it. Uh, coaching youth football, a tad different, I would guess, than coaching a bunch of teenage girls. 
Just a tad. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's funny. I got to put on all these different coaches hats, even right now. You know, uh, my wife, you know, thank goodness. Uh, I don't know how she deals with me sometimes and what we have going on. I mean, right now I'm coaching 85 basketball games over the next three months, you know, <laughs> with all my boys playing and things like that. And I got to put it on because at 1.30 today, I got to coach a seven-year-old basketball game. Then I got to mm -hmm. go and co practice with high school girls and then turn around and coach a uh, sixth grade basketball game. Um, no, but she's been great and she's been a rock on my side there and allowed me to do all this stuff as well. But it is definitely, you know, from youth football into high school, it's definitely a big change. You know, uh, you could talk to youth football kids and they're all with their open eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eating out of the palm of your hands. And then you got some of these girls like, Coach, I've had such a rough day at school. I don't want to hear anything right yeah. now. It doesn't matter what you say to me right now. So yeah. that's what brings good joy that way. Um all of it has satisfactory to me. Um, I've been doing this for a long time, coaching at all different levels. You know, all of it's a great joy. You know, I've just been blessed that I've had all these opportunities to do that. Um, and, you know, it's the best thing. Like I said, there's nothing better. Um, my wife was making me laugh the other day as we rewatched your guys' broadcast and seeing my two youngsters. My oldest one was homesick, but he was cheering at home and seeing them two run out on the floor with the girls and stuff like that. That's what makes these moments so special as well, too, for me, just as a uh, father as sure. well, too, to see them enjoy that as well. But no, Ed's a great guy. You know, I know he keeps trying to get me each year. I'm not going to allow it to happen, though, for sure, at the youth level. Um, but we'll uh, we'll keep that going that way for sure. Keep it going, my friend. Not only are you doing great things for your boys, but you're doing every 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 uh, young athlete that you're coaching, whether it be the peewees or the scholastic level, um, you're making a difference. Uh, kudos to you. And uh, continued success. Uh, hopefully, this, I'll get a chance to see you guys live down the road. Yeah, we hope so, too. Hopefully, it keeps moving. And, you know, if I do see you, that means we're in a good place. So that's what I like to hear, hopefully. All right, Ryan. Take care. Thank you. Head coach of the undefeated Lincoln Park Leopards girls basketball team. It's not all about the boys. Yeah, they're pretty darn good, too. But Ryan Kaxer, kind enough to join us. Uh, the Lincoln Park Leopards girls basketball team, our team of the week. All right, let's get you uh, caught up to date. We did 3A, 2A in Class A in our uh, player of the week uh, uh, podcast, Shea Bailey of Freedom. Um, we'll start in 4A, work our way up. Uh, Section 1, North Catholic, they have themselves a nice two-game cushion uh, over both Greensburg, Salem, and Highlands. Alone in fourth place right now, the Knock Knights. Section 2, 4A, Blackhawk lead. Same situation with North Catholic. A two-game lead over both Hopewell and Beaver in the loss column. Sitting in third place is Quaker Valley. Section 3 of 4A, Elizabeth forward, a perfect 9-0. One game up in the loss column on Laurel Highlands. West Mifflin is two back in third place. Alone in fourth place right now is Bell Vernon. 5A, Section 1, uh, the Indiana Little Indians have yet to lose. They're 7-0. Plum is a game back in the loss column, even though they have one more win. They're 8-1. Then there's a big drop-off, big chasm between those two and the rest of the pack. And the rest of the pack is pretty jammed up. Three teams are separated by one game. Penn Hills and Woodland Hills currently tied for third place. And right behind them, one game back in the loss column, is Franklin Regional. Section 2 in 5A, uh, deadlock. Three-way tie for the top spot. Again, every time we talk and do this, we talk about this section and how exciting it's going to be down the stretch. Only one, one game separates the top four teams. Armstrong, North Hills, they're both 7-2, and two, 
Hampton also tied with a six and two record, and one game back is Mars at five and three. In section three, Oakland Catholic leads the way. Uh, they also are undefeated for the season, 18 and 0. One game up on McKeesport. Penn Trafford then is two behind McKeesport and currently sitting in fourth place. Thomas Jefferson Lincoln Park now. They have opened up a two-game lead uh, over Trinity and South Fayette. The Hillers not only lost in overtime to Lincoln Park, they lost in overtime to Montours. So rough week for the uh, Trinity Hillers. Um, right now, Moon is alone in fourth place, one game ahead of Montour. Big victory to keep their playoff hopes alive for the Spartans. Finally, in 6A, uh, Section 1, Norwin, huge victory over North Allegheny uh, a few days ago. Uh, so they really take control of this section. They're two games up on both North Allegheny and Seneca Valley, Pine Richland alone in fourth place. And in Section 2, Peters Township has opened up a gap. They're now two up on Chartiers Valley, three up on Mount Lebanon, and currently Canna McMillan and Upper St. Clair are tied for fourth place. Stretch run begins next week. Thanks to Ryan Caxer, the head coach of the Lincoln Park Leopards, our girls basketball team of the week. Thanks to Chris Lackner as well. I'm Don Rebel. Thank you for joining us. Rebel Yell podcast on the Trib Live High School Sports Network.